Cool. All right. Um, Welcome back to the Last Prepper Standing Podcast. Today, I have with me a special guest, 62nd Prepper. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm. you know, I'm really excited to have you on because uh, part of what I try to do with my preparedness is highlight other preppers and introduce to other preppers because you never know who's in your area or who might be out there finding your content. You're definitely, you're going to be the first guest I've had that I don't have sort of like of an established relationship, whether it be online or in person, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk to you, man. I dig, I dig the name. I think it's kind of a cool concept and I've got a chance to kind of dig into some of your content you have, but um, just maybe give us a second to just introduce us to everybody in the prepping community to you and, and what your kind of goal is with your prepping content. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm 62nd Prepper. Uh, I guess the original idea behind the name um, was actually more for YouTube. I wasn't even really planning on being Instagram where, where you and I connected. But um, so on YouTube, I was just planning on doing a bunch of kind of short little videos, little Prepper related tips and tricks and kind of keep them all under 60 seconds because YouTube has those uh, their YouTube shorts. They're kind of their way of competing with TikTok, I guess. Um but it's a lot of work making those videos, so I just kind of found Instagram um, a little bit, a little bit easier to do with a you know busy life and whatnot. But um, yeah, right, and, and I dig it too. I I enjoyed the concept right off the gate. I was like, man, I wonder if I could. That's probably like such a smart way to do because you're in and out, but still, there's a lot of time involved making content, regardless. And right. I was watching uh, you know, one of your first videos, or I don't know if it's one of your first videos, but the first non-short video you did you were making the air filter or air respirator. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was, I guess, I think that's the one video I did that, that really didn't follow my whole 60 <laughs> second rule, but that's, that's okay. It's kind of, kind of hard to condense that one down, but that was a fun little project. Um, that, that was, now, um, is that turn out how you thought it would? Were you happy with the results? Is it something you'd recommend? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a fun project. I mean, you know, the whole, I think I did that around, you know, the whole beginning of, the Russia invasion of Ukraine type type things like, Oh crap. Well, you know, <laughs> something bad's happened. It'd be great to have one of these machines, but they're, they're pretty expensive. They're like, uh, like five or 600 bucks or something like that. So I just thought it'd be fun just to try and try and make one. And so it's, you know, it, it works the way I intended it to, but you know, I don't think I could say it's as good as, <laughs> you know, a real one. Right. Um, as you, as anything that's kind of like DIY is, I guess yeah. it's not going to, it's not going to be quite there. I'm always uh, amazed at anyone who could cut into any of plastic, be it like a gallon drum the ammo can you do. I'm like, for some, whatever reason, no matter what D, DIY project or DIY, whatever it is project, I try to do that involves cutting plastic. I break it and I ruin it. I'll yeah. have like every other step done and then I ruin it right there. So I've kind of got away from doing stuff that doesn't involve like lumber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every little DIY project is going to be going to be pretty messy and just have not, not, not going to be as pretty as, as the thing you wouldn't be, wouldn't be buying, but um, you know, it works. So it's hard to complain with it. That was cool. Now I got to check out, um, a lot of your content in preparation for this. I think one thing that um, would be good for other people to hear about is the solar system that you set up. Oh. Now I've been thinking about this for myself and this is just more about me in a way, but I get really hung up on the conversion and understanding how like 
what a kilowatt's really going to get me and this and that. So I get a little intimidated, but watching your video actually helped me feel a little less intimidated because you just in that short little 60, 60 second video, you explained all the things that you're going to be able to power with. I think in total, it's 20 kilowatts, right? Yeah. So I have uh, a 20 kilowatt solar array and the battery backup is a 20 kilowatt hour uh, battery backup. And so, I mean, I, I just hired a company to do it. Like I, I didn't figure it all out on my own. I think if I ever bought like a little bug out cabin or something like that, I'd probably do a little DIY solar kit, but this was all installed by a company. So they kind of figured out all the loads and stuff for me, but um, we have a decent sized house. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that, you know, I would want powered. Um, but where we live, we're kind of quasi rural. And after we moved here, like four years ago, we realized we kind of have a lot of power outages and, wasn't really thrilled about the idea of a backup generator because you know if you have a long outage then you run out of propane and you're kind of out of luck so we went this this battery route with the with the solar panels and um the goal primarily for us was just to keep our well pump going and our uh, septic system we have a pretty intense septic with a bunch of pumps and air blowers and whatnot so as long as we can keep those two things going then, you know, those are kind of the, the main, the main things that would, you know. Yeah. And you're not gonna, we, we moved out to uh, East Texas about six years ago. We moved from Northern California, but where we were living at there is kind of in the Redwood mountains. And that was on a septic system as well. And that's mm -hmm. not something long-term if you're hooked up to a septic that you want to have issues with. Right. That, so that's pretty, pretty smart to be ha having that be the motivator for it. Cause I think that mind be kind of like a back burner more thinking about the fridge or the lights or whatever you know yeah. just how to keep the entertainment going in the house versus how to take care of some real issues that could come up because that that's something i've been looking into we just recently got the roof redone so i feel like that's a perfect time if i'm gonna add solar i think that's one of the things that's kind of always scared me is you invest a lot of money into that solar and then you know, the, Hey, this, the solar system is good for 25 years, but then, you know, you didn't think about how you needed a roof two years from when you installed it. Yep. Yep. That'd be a great time to install it. Absolutely. Okay. Kind of in that window. Now I, I reached out for the, the Tesla people to about the power wall and all that. Yeah. I'm a little outside their market area where they're trying to work first. Cause we're, we're about two hours out of Dallas. So they had me um, send them a bunch of pictures and it was really a weird experience because they, they weren't going to come out and do the assessment. They kind of wanted me to do the assessment. And then you could kind of like, I think I'm just too far for, out for whoever the salesperson is to care uh, to, to, to want to come out and, and help me finish it. So. Yeah. I, I looked into Tesla and um, this was from all the reviews I saw. They didn't really score very well on customer service, which I don't know. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, okay, well, is the product better or not? That's all I really care about. But, Customer service is kind of a big deal. Like I've, I've heard of people who got Tesla and they, they've had a problem that happened. So they're not producing energy and it's been months and Tesla just won't get back to them. It's like, well, crap, I bought this system from you. It doesn't work and you won't come out and fix it. Um, yeah. So and, if, and if you're buying little, it with a, <laughs> if you're buying it like in, in aversion to emergency, an emergency can happen anytime and you're going months right. without anybody getting back to you. That's pretty horrible. Yeah, yeah, it could be pretty. Yeah, bad. I'm, I'm experiencing bad customer service before I'm even a customer, so that's a that's a good sign for me to think about. Yeah. Now, um, are you planning on doing more YouTube content? Because I noticed your wife is a little bit of a YouTuber. 
Yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, that's um, probably why I originally was planning on, on doing YouTube. Um, I don't know. It's YouTube is a lot of work. Um, I, I don't know. I would I would like to. Like I said, I think that's kind of why I gravitated towards Instagram. It's already kind of more in that already in the 60 second or less time frame. So kind of kind of makes my name kind of pointless because everyone's putting out content in less than 60 seconds. But um, well, yeah. hey, it's, it's still catchy. I like it. Yeah. Now, um, in, in terms of her uh, her content, I thought it was great. Some of the concepts I'm really into, like the gentle parenting and all that. I found them out on kid number two. I don't How many kids do you all got? Uh, just one. 15 just the one. Yeah. 15 months now? Yeah. Okay, yeah. When I watched that video, you you mentioned he was 10 months old. I was like, oh, I don't know how exactly old the video is. So is that part of what motivated you to get into prepping, becoming a dad? You know, it, it is, actually. Um, there were a number of things, but that was definitely a factor because I, I mean, I've always kind of been preparedness-minded. You know, I, I grew up in the Boy Scouts and all that, so the whole, you know, be prepared motto has always kind of stuck with me. But I think as far as actually getting into prepping – it really kicked off right after he was born, May of last year. Um, just that part of it was just that that sense of responsibility just kind of kicks you in the face once you have your first kid. You're like, whoa, I gotta, I gotta keep this little human alive. Yes, and that includes when things go really bad. I still need to keep him alive, um, especially then, right? Yeah, especially then. So, so having him uh, definitely played a big role into it. Um, and also, you know, of course, that was well into the pandemic. And I think, you know, the pandemic itself wasn't really a catalyst for me, but people's response to it definitely was like, you know, people being idiots going out and, you know, panic buying toilet paper and, and the government's response to it definitely kind of was an eye opener. Um, and I think also at that time, I started becoming more aware of all the supply chain issues. Um which really got me concerned. I think right after he was born is when I went out and got all my buckets and all my rice and beans and oats and, and all that. So I think that's kind of when I really kick-started preparedness. And started ramping up. Well, that's good. I think uh, I'm actually surprised at the lack of preppers out, that came out of the pandemic. So it sounds like you're someone who, between the between the child and the pandemic, it kind of really motivated you to get into gear. I don't I thought we were just going to see this huge influx of people who were going to be more of that mindset because some of this stuff is so prima facie, like you said, the supply chain, like everybody yeah. should be hyper aware of that. Now the government response, I don't know of anyone regardless of what side of the political spectrum they're on is really happy with it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then the, the consequences of it too, even if you were completely for the lockdowns or, and you wanted all that stuff to happen, there's been very clear uh, implications and ramifications to the, to the money and the inflation. And like you, like you said, the supply chain and stuff too. So it, it blows my mind that more people just aren't like, oh my goodness, I need to be a little bit more than, uh, 24 hours prepared or even 72 hours prepared i need to think about something a little bit more long term yeah yeah any prepping goals that you're working on that are kind of more grandiose that you're, you're looking towards um gosh grandiose not really i mean i think doing the solar last year was was pretty pretty grandiose um really yes can't probably can't afford to do anything along those lines anytime soon but actually this summer i've, I've kind of been doing a lot of smaller things um uh, i've been working on a little garden this is my first year gardening 
Um, you know, all we have is a two by eight foot raised garden bed. So starting out real small, but I think it's really important to, to get that going just because it's gardening, especially with respect to preparedness is, um, it's pretty intimidating. You know, I think, you know, the eventual goal of most preppers is, you know, I start out with a bug out bag and I end up homesteading out in the middle of nowhere. And yes. you know, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of there. It's like, okay, well, if I really do want to do that one day, I need to know how to garden. I have no idea how to do that. So uh, my wife really helped me kind of reel me in a little bit and not try to bite off too big of a bite with it and just Good. got this one garden bed, which I think was a really wise thing to do because when you start out small, it really allowed us to just be successful. You know, like we have zucchinis and spaghetti squash that are growing really good out there. So like, oh, okay, you know, it's going good. I, I can do this. Whereas if I had like, you know, we have about an acre where we live, if we had just gone all out, I probably would have failed a lot and it would have been very discouraging. So it's kind of a hard thing to balance when, you know, every day things are just getting worse and worse, at least it seems like in the world. So you, yes. you, have, you have this desire to like, just go as fast as you can and just try to learn and buy the things and do the things. But with some things you just kind of got to go slow. And I, I feel like gardening is one of those things because, you know, it takes you a few years to become an amateur and even more to become good in a lifetime to become great. And it's like, I'm not going to be able to force that process. So. Right. Um, and I think that's pretty cool that you, that, that she reeled you in, as you said, and, and you kind of started out small. This was our first year without a garden, which oh, was actually, lot of anxiety but what i did was i pulled back a little bit because i just wasn't happy with the setup because i rushed to make it but mm -hmm. in the process of trying to find the perfect setup i ended up missing kind of the timing i needed to have to get an actual garden but i was okay with that because now when i come back i have a couple years experience of gardening i know what didn't work what did work when i hope next season when that comes around it's gonna be on a bigger scale that so it's, it's always easier right. to scale up versus, versus you start at the top. Like you said, you get discouraged and then you don't even want to do it anymore. Mm. Right. Yeah. A lot of preppers uh, run into that. I think prior to the pandemic and, and everything that's happened, I think a lot of preppers, uh, you always have that in the back of your head about why am I doing this? And if you have failures mm -hmm. along the way, that why a little bit harder. I think everybody's why should be a little easier now having seen all that stuff. But yeah. That so you're yeah. gonna plan on scaling up next year? Um, I, I'd like to. Um, we have space. I think to well, we have a lot of space, but um, we're, we're in an HOA, so we really, really can't go too crazy with it. But I, I'd like to add five more of these uh, two by eight foot raised garden beds. Yeah, that's probably about as, as big as we're gonna go where we live, um, and then maybe in the future, you know, we can move or whatnot. But um, would definitely like to scale that up. Um, I'm also, uh, just, just, because, I know, and we, we could probably go bigger than just the, the raised beds if we really wanted to. I don't think anyone would care, but I don't know. We, we're not necessarily planning on being here forever. We might, but we're probably going to move at some point. So I don't, I don't want to, you know, destroy our property value by making it, <laughs> you know, a prepper's <laughs> dream, but your average home buyer's nightmare. Yeah. The, you, uh, yeah, but um, so since we're not going to go all out on gardening quite yet, like we since we live in this quasi rural area, something That's else that we're doing. Oh, I kind of I think you kind of broke up there for a second. Um, but so anyway, yeah, I was yeah, saying, you're back. 
Okay. Oh. You there? Yeah. Um, so since we're not, since we don't have a very big garden um, and we're in a quasi rural area, um, well, actually this summer we've been going around just kind of trying to get familiar with all the farmers in our area. We have a lot of small farms and homesteads near us. Um, so I've been kind of going around just trying to figure out, you know, where could we get foods locally? And also just trying to make sure that we're a familiar face with these people. So if something does happen where we can't get our food, you know, from a grocery store, if we need to go to these farmers, you know, we'll at least be a familiar face and, you know, we can still do business with them if the things kind of go more downhill. Um, so I've been doing that. That's such a smart idea. I've been talking about how your network, they say, is your net worth, right? So having a good right. network like that is, I mean, is, that's invaluable. That's almost even better than just anything you could do maybe on your own in your property is having a good network of people, especially if they're doing it on a homestead farming scale like that. Yeah, yeah. Now that they, uh, how has that experience been? I know it could be a little intimidating to people. Have they been pretty open to meeting people or? Um, well, we've only gone to a couple so far. We were hoping to have done a lot more by now, but we actually found out that there's a, a homestead like less than a mile from our house. We met these people on, on Facebook and we went over there and um, I mean, if there weren't these trees in the way, we could probably see our house from where they live. And um they're really cool people. They had a little, they taught us how to make jam too. So they showed us their, their, uh, their little homestead with all the stuff they're growing, gave us a little tour and then sat us down and brought some of their raspberries over and showed us how to make jam. I never made jam before. Um, so that was, that was a really cool uh, experience. And it's a great, you know, relationship to start building because they're so close and it'd be great to be able to, you know, have that relationship if, if things go, go bad. Um, and also, I think I think sometime in September, they're going to do a, a little class on how to process chickens. You know, we don't have any chickens, but I've always wanted to know how to do those types of things, you know, processing small game and big game and whatnot. I've never really gotten into that, but I feel like it's a, a good skill that I'd, I'd like to develop. And they're going to do a little class on it at some point. So that should be pretty cool. Something that's I, I, yeah, that's I, awesome, man. That's like that stuff that I always encourage people to do and that I try to like remind myself to do. Because it's it's easy to think that, hey, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to hunt, I'm going to yeah. get this, I'm going to get that. And then if you do kind of like a self-assessment, you're like, well, I've never even field dressed anything. Yeah. Maybe I should learn how to do that first. Well, everything's okay before, you know, I'm going to be Mr. Hunter during the apocalypse. And, and it's just not going to work out how you think unless you have these skills developed ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's That's the idea. So that, yeah, that's very cool. One of the, um, that kind of brings me to something, a takeaway I got from just your, your videos in general is especially the one where you did the, um, the respirator is that no matter how bad things we're going to get, we can innovate our way out of stuff. We're pretty yeah. resilient people if we want to. And I think a lot of this is going to fall back on people networking with each other and figuring out each other's skills and, and bringing each other up to, you know, you don't know how to make jam. Now they taught you how to make jam. Now yeah. they need somebody to go help them do that. They know that they can recruit you and they might just have to pay you in jam. You know, right. it's, 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 it's going to be people coming back together on more of a community grassroots level to work together, to get through maybe harsher times that we're going to see um, in this country, I think.
Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just, it's funny because I've been thinking about that a lot lately, how just, you know, networking with people is such a big part of it. But I mean, I'm, I'm a hardcore introvert. Like I just, I stay to myself. I don't, you know, I don't really venture out that much, but that, that's a very part, very important part of preparedness is networking with people. So it's kind of a hard reality for someone like me. It's like, crap, okay, like I'm an introvert, but I need to go out and meet people, you know? Like it's part of survival, actually, you know, if things really, really got bad enough. So it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's, it's true. It's, yeah, it not- is. It is. It is a part of survival. And I think that's part of what our modern life gets away, get, gets us away from yeah. is the, the tribe. You know, there's like mm-hmm. the group survival. It really does take a lot of people. And I, I, um, I empathize with you and being a, being an introvert. I'm not, I'm pretty extroverted, but I'm also like very more, towards like i want to be extroverted with certain people yeah <laughs> I, have, I have a very hard time um if i haven't known you for a while or anything like that like even wanting to network with you i kind of feel like i already know no and so right. one of the things i've been trying to work on is is talking to more people having meaningful conversations going out and doing things with people who i don't normally do stuff with just to build on that sense of community mm. and you know i the tip of that yeah 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 it's it's not easy it's been it's been a little weird but it's something i think it's important need to need to do it so yeah it's gonna be a whole lot socially a whole lot more socially awkward if we're all starving and skinny versus times are relatively good now (laughs) and we we could get to know each other yeah we don't have to worry about Probably anyone being care, a, but yeah. But anyways, well, man, I think it was uh, I think it was awesome uh, to have you on. I really appreciate you making the time. Uh, where where can people find you? And, and you're definitely going to be going more towards Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's probably best. That's definitely where I'm most active. I I, I will probably keep my YouTube active, but um, maybe a little bit here and there. But definitely Instagram at sixty second prepper would be best. Awesome. Awesome. Well, 60 Second Prepper, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, I encourage you to do the YouTube, man. That was such good content, that high-value content. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. G- goes goes a long way, even if you're putting it out, like, and just, you know, you don't have this pressure to put a bunch of content, even if you're just doing it a little bit of a time. Video, so, um, you're following him on Instagram, you know, show some love, check it out on YouTube, too. But I appreciate it. I look forward to and uh, getting some updates on where you're at like, with the solar if you end up having to use it and uh, obviously just us communicating with each other a little bit more on instagram and getting to know each other yeah absolutely thank you this is this has been awesome cool thank you enjoy it all right bye